0: blog talk radio it's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe show your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host Twyla Reed author of Broken Wings here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't lose, because you are definitely in for a treat today, here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Hello,
1: hello, hello, everyone. How are you guys doing on this beautiful Thursday evening? It is thankful Thursday, and you know what? We have so much to be thankful for. Welcome to another episode of the Conqueror's Cafe. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident which left him with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son, my friends, that's my son and I. And this book is about our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing of how we use prayer and how we use perseverance and endurance to overcome the hardships that we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities, while providing support. We provide resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insight. We educate and empower brain injury survivors, caregivers, and their family members by teaching them how to have a life, the life that they desire, after dealing with the devastation of a brain injury by providing real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. A few of my other books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul, which is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. You guys hear me talk about this all the time when it comes to affirmation, and I do that because I truly believe that after surviving a tragedy, that life can seem chaotic, come hectic, it can become so overwhelming, you just feel like your life is over and that you're just not going to make it. The challenges can become so much so And so overwhelming, it can push you into isolation. This is the time that you cannot give up, and this is the time that you cannot give in. It's the time to understand the power of your words, because it is through your words where you will find the strength and the will to turn your situation around. And you guys know, we are in the last quarter of 2018. This is the 312th day of the year, which means we only have 53 days left in 2018, 53 days left. And I want to recommend to you all for those who um, understand that we don't make New Year's resolutions. We set goals because New Year's resolution, you know, it's just temporary. We do that on emotions, and, you know, we we say we want to do these big and great things at the beginning of the year, but we're talking out of emotions. So what we do is we set goals. And I want to recommend to you my book, My Journey, Goal Setting Journal. Your goals should be centered around God's vision and plans for your life. If your day-to-day activities are not leading you towards you achieving your goals, then the things in your life that you expect to change or be different, they won't change or be different. And there is one teeny, teeny, tiny secret to effective goal setting. I'm going to share that secret with you guys today. Are you ready? It's just simply start. Just start. Start your goal setting. This book is good for you know, young adults who are maybe coming out of high school, coming out of college, or just for even, um, you know, seasoned adults that want to uh, make a difference in their life, want to really set some goals and and achieve some things in their life, you know, really stay on the path that God has ordained for them to stay on and allow him to order their steps. And another book, I want to recommend is the Word, the Truth, and the Light Bible Study Notebook. For those who are searching for a tool to use during your Bible study time, I recommend this book. One key difference between reading and studying is writing down what you hear in the book. Whether you have no Bible experience or you've studied the book for years, this handy Bible Study Notebook provides an excellent central to personal Bible study. And you guys know no November talking about this and I've been talking about this uh the entire month. It is National Family Caregivers Awareness Month. So if you're a caregiver or if you know a caregiver, I want you guys to be a blessing to them. I just released uh, my my new book and it's titled, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiving? What do you do when caregivers need caregiving? Oftentimes, when a tragedy occurs, the focus is always on the survivor. Now, don't get me wrong. I agree with that as it should be. But for this month, my focus, and I want your focus, is to be on the caregiver. Give them a call. Ask them Is there anything that you can do to assist them. Maybe pick up groceries. Maybe pick up dry cleaning. Maybe just sit with their loved one for them to take a break. Uh, just, just love on a caregiver this month. I tell you, uh, so many people really just do not understand the journey and the stress that comes along with caregiving. I've been a caregiver for um, my son with the traumatic brain injury now for almost 18 years. And actually, I've been a caregiver longer than 18 years, but in the capacity of being a caregiver for our son. It's been 18 years, and I did a calculation. uh, As of last Sunday, I believe, I've been a caregiver, um, 6,000, and you know what? I'm going to tell you guys this because I think it's very important uh, just so that I can truly get my point across here uh, when it comes to um, uh, the journey of a caregiver. As of today, I have been a caregiver 17 years, 4 months, 22 days. 20 hours, 7 minutes, 37, 38, 39 seconds to go to be precise. That is 6,353 days, 908 weeks, 208 months, 152,472 hours, um, 914,9 million, I'm sorry, 9,148,320 minutes. And so I could go on and break it down to the millisecond. because And I did that to just show you caregiving is an ongoing responsibility. The title um, of a caregiver, there's a lot of responsibility. And I truly believe that God just puts something special down on the inside of caregivers. I think he just gives us a bigger heart. And so um, I, I said all that to just say to please keep in mind this month, uh, National Caregiver's Awareness, My Love on a Caregiver. And for those who would like to purchase the book, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiver? It is available on Amazon as well as my website. And all of my books can be ordered from my website, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And my website is com. That's twyliarei dot C-O-M. Again, remember, if you or someone you know have experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you can become the strategist of your own destiny. So happy Thursday. Again, it is thankful Thursday. What are you thankful for on today? You know, I believe if you woke up this morning and opened your eyes, that was the first blessing of the day. That alone all by itself is enough to say thank you, Lord, for letting me see another day. So, again, welcome to our show. Here we highlight survivors of traumatic events who made it out victorious, and now they are here, right here on our show, to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world, to offer encouragement, inspiration, and motivation to others as they travel on their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our episodes, please visit our website at www.conferencecafe.com. We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at www.facebook.com or slash Conference Cafe. And if you're out there and you're listening and you just need to want to talk to, I invite you to contact me for a 20-minute, a free 20-minute consultation at 912-335-3799, or you can email me at info at All right, guys, it's time. Actually, this is my favorite part of the show. It's time for our scripture for this evening, and we are going to be coming from Isaiah, the 40th chapter, verse number 31. Isaiah 40 and 31, and it reads, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I'm going to read that again, Isaiah 40 and 31, and it reads, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. And not faint. I want to read something to you all, and just want to talk a little bit from uh, from a subject. Um, well, let me read this. Let me read this to you. I was a prisoner, an emotional prisoner, for several years. I was held hostage in my own home by fear and anger. Not knowing how to deal with the iniquities of life, I stuffed my I wasn't courageous, nor did I know how to handle life's pressures. Still, in my extreme weakness, God extended his grace to me. I embraced the grace like a balance bar and gradually got back on my feet. Then, with my jaw set and my eyes focused, I took the first step out of my home. God wants us to experience his grace whether we have faced things in life with courage or as a coward. Yes, because grace is not about us. All about God. He will meet you right where you are to help you take the next step. Understanding God's grace and appreciating it will change your approach in life's pressures. You will begin to see the injustices as opportunities for you to watch God at work, and oh, by the way, God is not often in a hurry to move us on before we benefit deeply from our experiences. So don't be disheartened. Don't be sad. Don't be disgruntled. Don't be angry with others. Forget your long, hard struggles because God will never forget, and his grace will exalt you in due time. And so I I read that. And I was thinking, I was like, well, Holy Spirit, what should I talk to people about today? And what the Holy Spirit gave me was trusting, waiting, and depending on God. It's absolutely amazing that God knows how to stand in our lives cause us to be so confused. We get so discombobulated. We don't know whether to go left or to the right, we don't know if we're coming or going. We just don't know. We have no other choice but to trust to wait and to depend on God. We can always depend on God to give us the strength that we need for the journey that we travel. Because if we trust ourselves, what happens? We faint and we fail. But if we wait on the Lord, we will receive strength for the journey. Isaiah reminds us right here in the scripture. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The key word is wait. Now, not wait and sit around doing nothing, but wait and hope. Wait in love. Wait with kindness. Wait with expectation that God is going to come forth he is going to show up and show out. To look to God for all we need that he is working on our behalf is what he wants us to do. And as long as God is working, we have the assurance that God is working it out for our good. He's renewing our strength. In other words, He's rejuvenating us in the process of the waiting. He's supplying our needs. That means he's giving us back every single thing that we may have happened to to have lost in the process of the waiting. Let's call Job. Look at Job. Job is a prime witness. The Bible clearly tells us that Job waited on God. It didn't matter how things looked. It didn't matter how it felt. He waited on God. And in the end, what happened? He soared with wings of an eagle. See, Job realized his purpose through the waiting. He realized that he was designed to be limitless through the waiting. If you think about eagles, the, the, the span of an eagle's wings are too broad to keep them cooped up in a chicken coop. Because they are not meant to be That God designed us to be limitless and not limited. If you are not living in purpose, then you are limiting your growth. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Trust, wait. And depend on God. Amen. 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 Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors on this evening. Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insight. If you are a survivor of traumatic or caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.BrokenWingsInc.org. Sister Sense, for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion, please contact Nishari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nishari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Their website is sistersense2.wixsite.com forward slash Sense. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area and you're looking for an organization where your child can be a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves for a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before, then the Birmingham Slayers is who you need to contact. Please call Ms. V at 479 899 for more details. If you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at com for details. Again, thank you all for joining us on this nice, cool, calm Thursday evening. You could have been anywhere else doing other things, taking the time to be right here with us on tonight. We have an amazing show lined up for you all on this evening. I want to ask you guys a question. Are you a single mom who's dealing with life's challenges? Are you lost and not sure which direction to take? Is your life as a single parent once filled with frustration and despair? Well, our guest today is here to share what she did to fight her way through the testing trials of raising three boys alone. She'll share how she stepped out on faith and turned her life around when things were about to take a turn. For the worst. So I want you guys to relax. Grab your cup of tea, your cup of coffee. As matter of fact, I have my cup of tea right here. You're gonna about you're about to be blessed by this amazing, awesome, anointed Gussel, the survivor, a true conqueror. But first we're gonna take a quick break. So don't you go too far. We will be right back. Hello, this is Cherie Barnes of com, and you are listening to The Conqueror's Cafe Radio Show. Jesus Christ has set you
2: free. I need all the young people to come on. Let's do this praise together. Come on. I got to hear your singing sensation. Come on, everybody say it. Said, set us free. Yes, we did. Come on, sing it. Oh, oh, oh. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. I'm free. Everybody, clap, 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 clap. Let's go. Come on, if you're free, put your hands on it. Come on. I think y'all got it now. up to
1: tonight. Denise Delahunt was born in Northern California in the city of Walnut Creek and raised in the city of Pittsburgh, California. She grew up in a home where domestic violence was prevalent. Denise found positive ways at an early age to channel her emotions. She began singing as soon as she could talk and loved music from infancy. As she grew older, she began singing in the church choir and leading songs and singing solos. She even started writing songs and fictional stories to help ease her pain. A gifted musician and athlete during her high school years, she won many awards and certificates. As active as she was, none of these things stopped her from feeling abandoned and empty as a teenager. After high school, her life took many turns in different avenues, which would lead her down many paths, some dangerous, almost costing her her life. She became a teenage single mother and even battled a drug and alcohol addiction. Denise made a decision to change her life forever one day, to be a better person for her son. She made a decision to stand and no longer be a victim. She chose to be free. After successfully completing the sobriety program, she enrolled into Bible College at Patton University in Oakland, California, where she studied biblical education. She later transferred to the Bay Area School of Urban Missions, where she is currently pursuing her degree in biblical studies and evangelism. She has the heart of an evangelist working to help others recover from whatever in life has them bound. Denise is now married with three small children and helps pastor alongside her husband at their church, Powerhouse Church of God in Christ. In 2014, she gave birth to young women's organization called First Lady Standards, which offers weekly classes for women of all ages. Her mission is to create tomorrow's prestigious women by transforming the lives and minds of young women today. Her purpose is to elevate the standards in the minds of these young women by developing and enhancing self-worth, providing spiritual guidance, and establishing a safe haven for positive change. And her goal, get this, is to demolish child and adult trafficking, domestic violence, drug addiction, physical and mental abuse, financial instability, dysfunctional relationships, and bad health among today's young women. She hosts many community events and loves feeding and clothing the needy. At 25 years old, she is confident. She is on a path that God has laid out for her. She has plans of opening a home for teenage mothers in recovery to further fulfill her calling. She's excited about the release of her solo book, That's Why Survival Guide, a 21-day devotional for young wives, says she's living to inspire a generation and change a nation. So welcome help me, welcome, 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 Miss nee. yes. Denise.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: <laughs> How are you on today? Man, I feel like a million bucks. My my bio sounds good. <laughs> it does <laughs> It does sound
1: good and I tell you. I am very impressed with all of the things that you've accomplished at such a young Thanks. age. And, you know, in spite of the challenges, in spite of the heartache, the, 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 the discomfort, the disappointment, and in spite yeah. of it all, you've allowed God to just bring you through, open your eyes, and just lead you. And that that is, I'll tell you, that is honorable, and I just, want to just one more time just give you a round of applause. It's just so amazing. Thank you. So, yes, ma'am. So we are happy to have you here with us on this evening, and we're going to uh, go ahead and start into the interview. Um, So before we start, would you just like to just say hello to the listeners and just, even though I read your bio, just say hi in your own words and tell them who you are and what you do.
3: Yes. Hello, everybody. Thank you all for Calling in and, and wherever you are, thank you for taking out the time to tune in. Uh, I'm just so appreciative of this opportunity. And uh, Miss Twilia, that is such a beautiful name. When I read it, I didn't know how to pronounce it, but thank you know, thanks to the, the to I the eye lady. That's like, it's it yeah, it's twilight. The I is silent, and everybody asks the eye is silent. It's true. <laughs> Twila. I thank you yes. for finding for finding your lane and for being courageous, for being bold. There's literally no one that I'm connected to that I'm aware of that does um advocacy for for caregivers and for brain oh injuries. Like literally, Man. that is a lane that I feel you've created and that God has specifically for you. And it's encouraging and inspiring to see that our tragedy literally can, can become our purpose and that it'll be like nothing else out there. So I thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so very much. Your, Your words of encouragement truly resonate within. So thank you so much for telling me that it means a lot. Um, I know that, um, and and I want to say thank you for being so flexible um, and, you know, with with the scheduling and and just ready for the interview. I know that God is going to bless the people on this evening because I read your bio and I have your book, and I'm just so excited excited about what God's gonna do on tonight. I'm already excited because I'm coming with expectation. I truly believe that deliverance <laughs> and transformation is gonna take place on tonight. And so Yes with, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, with that being said, um I want to and start and I want you to share. I want you to go back, okay, and start it. I want you to share Oh,
3: I'm sorry. Say that. Say that again.
1: It's okay. It's okay. I said I want to take you back a little bit to when you first started writing. So when you first yeah. started to write, what inspired you to do so?
3: Um, I think what what really inspired me was I, I, this love for words that I have. You know, and that and that Amen. love for words may actually come from me just being raised up, like literally almost born in the church and watching speakers get up and, and seeing what their words do to people. So I, wow. I took a, a big interest in words. And early on, I found out that the more articulate you were, the more people listened to you. So me yes. having uh, an extensive vocabulary um, allowed me to express how I felt when I felt voiceless. Mm-hmm. So I began to I began to write really just just from that just from that love and um, I read Dr. Sue. <laughs> I read just about. I mean, girl, I mean, like like as a tiny kid, I was uh, I was one of those uh, kids that would just could be left alone and be content. I read a lot of Dr. Seuss books and a whole lot of Goosebumps <laughs> books. And um, just, it amazed me how my mind could leave. Though physically I was in one place, my mind could go oh. somewhere else and I could vividly see everything that was going on. So it, it became a way for me to escape. And then when I found out mm. that I could write stories like that, it, it also gave me another way to escape. Wow. So,
1: you know, um, what I'm hearing you saying is that I like when you just said being able to express how you feel when you felt voiceless. Because yeah. sometimes, and people really don't understand what that means to become voiceless when your surroundings have you so bound that your screens are silent. You, you're walking yes. wounded and no one can see it because you were taught that you don't talk about this, you don't talk about that, and you're taught not to share. And your surroundings and your environment can literally be voiceless. And then yes. being able to, to take that, take, take, take the love for reading and use that as an escape, an and, and avenue, you know, for, for your outing, if you will to just be able to escape and get away from the chaos and in, in everything that is going around you. So I think that uh uh that is definitely a characteristic of someone who is definitely has a call to be an author, a call to write, to be able to share ensure, you know yeah, exactly, to be able to share that journey. So now because you experience that in your own writing now, you have the ability to draw people in to the pages, to the words that's on the pages of your book, and that is phenomenal, a true gift from God.
3: Yes, yes. I also want to say I I read the book A Child Called It, um, and I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the author's last name, but his first name is Dave. I read this book um, at 11 years old. And what it did for me was showed me that what I was going through was something that was, that was, that was more common in other households than I thought. So all of these, mm-hmm. all of the, the Dr. Seuss books, they were, they were awesome because they put me in a happy place. And I liked rapping at the time, too. But when I got a hold of A Child Called It, it was the first time I read a story that was as real as the one that I was living and in this oh, book wow. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's about a child who was being raised by a woman that, that would abuse him and that wouldn't feed him and he was called it and he was less than human and he would lay um in the garage and it just followed his life from a child and to a teenager and that reading that story allowed me to see that the world the world was a lot um bigger. Than just within my household. And I began to Mm. see that there were other children that were suffering in the same way that I was. Wow.
1: Now, let's stay right here at this point in your life. So, as an adult now looking back, if you could tell your younger self anything,
3: anything, what would it be? If I could tell my younger (laughs) self, (laughs) Does it have to be pertaining to writing? Because honestly, if I can well, no, tell my it doesn't younger self. So, to be. If you,
1: if you want it to be, if you want it to pertain to writing, it can. But if if the whole spirit is leading you a different way, then, then just feel led by the spirit.
3: Yes, ma'am. I, I I would definitely say really what my mom tried to tell me at the time, which was that, um book before boys <laughs> I think Michelle Obama said it first but um as a child because of what what was going on in my home I just I so desperately always felt like I needed a male next to me like I couldn't and, that, and this is from a, an, an early age I always was, was the little girl that wanted a boyfriend I wanted somebody by them but what ended up happening is I would put aside all of my desires and all of my dreams to either stay in the same city with this boy that i liked or to mm. for them to for them to like me i would become something that i wasn't or something that i never was intended to be so i let go of writing i stopped singing i stopped doing the things um that i loved um and i i, I basketball oh my god i played basketball my whole childhood and i let my grades slip Cause I would go and skip school with a boy. Yeah. So I, if I could speak to my younger self, I would say, you know, of course put God first, but put you first. Find out who you are, yeah. and chase your dreams. And it's oh, it's okay to take time for you. Like I was, I don't know why I was in such a rush. I was in such a hurry to have a family. I'm. 11 and 12 <laughs> just so <laughs> convinced that I needed love and that I needed to wow. find this love in a boy and it consumed me I don't know if that's the same testimony for a lot of you but it consumed me and that's my my father uh, my mother and my father divorced when I was between 11 and 12 so
0: Mm-hmm. That
3: attachment, that attachment, or that need for that that male companionship grew stronger, and then it overshadowed my thinking, my logic, my desires, my dreams, everything. Time to one finish school, just just graduate, <laughs> <laughs> and don't put don't put your dreams and your desires aside for anyone. You know, I want to say this. And
1: um, and I'm going to step out there and say this, uh, because uh, one thing about our show is it's about transparency. I, I, I think as a mother myself and not always being able to get it right, I think a lot of the choices and decisions that I made as a young mom, uh, really affected my children. And so not saying that that's what happened to you, but I heard you say your parents divorced when you were around that age. And so, yeah. you know, the, the effect that that trauma may have had on you may have allowed you to feel a, 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 a false sense of void, if you will. And, and, and right, you know, right. because that not being there uh, may have been, you know, the the leading factor in you searching for the void that, that now as an adult you know that only God could feel. But back then yeah. you know, because you know, my, my, my parents are still together, thank God, but you know, um, you know, childhood sometimes had kind of got a little rough, uh, you know, sometimes. And, and I think it uh, played in a lot of decisions that I made as well, you know, as a young teenager with boys. I was a teen mother myself. So this, this is why I, I, I'm so glad that God connected us and that you're here. I was a teen mother when I was in high school. I got pregnant at 16 and had my baby when I was 17 years old. And the gentleman wow, was abusive. Yeah. And so being able to uh, relate to everything that you are saying, I can say I I a lot of the things that I experienced as a child in the board that I had, I took into my adult life, which affected my children. It not only affected them, but it infected them as well. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, um, you know, just. So now now the advice that you can give now being able to recognize what the shortcoming was and where the root came from, I think is paramount and is powerful as you're moving forward toward it to and and, and, and to the young girls that you're mentoring are today. So that, that advice you just gave, I, I just
3: I think it's great. It really is. Thank you, thank you. I would definitely say um, what a lot of people don't know actually is that divorce causes trauma and mm-hmm. I actually took what's called a, um, an eighth exam adverse childhood um, I think it's experience or have you are you oh, familiar yeah. with that
1: yes I am I know what
3: that is yes
1: it takes you back yes. To your childhood, for you to be able to reevaluate. I did this exam. Is I did it as a self-assessment in a virtual course that I taught on goal setting,
3: and I had my participants yes.
1: do an ACE exam. Yes, I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's a powerful I just told to you. Yes.
3: It it is, especially when you get to the point in your life where I was um, when when I well, well we'll move forward, but I got to a point in my life. Um, where I wanted to know why I did the things that I did. And it wasn't mm. to blame. It was, I want to get to the root of why I can't stop drinking. I don't want to just go to AA and I don't want just, to just stop. I want to know why it's so hard for me to stop. I want to know why it was so easy, you know, for me to get into drugs. What what caused me at 15 and at 17 to be on the street and using drugs? I had to examine my life mm. and say, this particular this is not normal the things that our society and the people that were around me made normal I had to get to the point in my life where I said this is not normal what is the root what is the cause because if you don't know the root then you'll repeat it yes. so taking yes it take it I realized I suffered a lot of trauma as a child and like you said I carried into my adulthood and um uh, and into my marriage. I want to say fortunately when I became of age, um I, I began to um to reevaluate and to take the necessary steps to to heal from the inside out. But um fortunately and unfortunately, I got married at 20 years old. So a lot of what I had dealt with I carried in uh into my marriage. And uh, my husband's wow. so amazing because he helped me through all of that. <laughs> Amen.
1: Amen. Well, let's move <laughs> on to your book. Now, in regards to your book, okay, Young Wives, Survival Guide, what is the genre of your book and the message behind what you're trying to portray to the readers?
3: Um. So I, the genre would be um, Christian marriage. Uh, it's a devotional. Okay. And it's, targeted specifically for millennial wives but of course i've i've gotten so much feedback from 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 wives of all ages and millennials now are the ages between 18 i'm i'm 26 so that was the 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 target audience only because Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like our generation gives up so quickly in marriage and that it's it's just seen as a piece of paper and not as a commitment and not as a covenant and not as something that's, you know, done through God and something that's of importance. I can, uh, I can count literally on on two hands, how many of my peers have been married less than a year this year and are now going through a divorce. And Hmm. my goal behind the book, um, my goal behind the book was to really, navigate through those early um marital what I call marital messes. It's a it's a whole different ball game when you come into it young. You know, a lot of a lot of people already think when you're young that you should take time, you know, out for you and find yourself and all that. So you right. actually get in a marriage. So when you marry young, you're both still actually finding yourselves. And what my book points out is that with the foundation um, of Jesus, even the most, uh, even the worst marital mess that you can think of um, can be healed, restored and mended and that you don't have to um, end it all, you know? Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I agree with that. You know, I think in today's world, um, you know, divorce is so, it's, just, just something that just rolls off the tongue these days, and so uh, I think uh, for millennials, they, they, you know, the world is just different, and, and they see it as it's just so easy to just throw in the towel and quit and move on to the next one, and so right. I think your, yeah, your book is is a great resource and a great guide to, of showing young women and young wives, you know, that what a Christian marriage should be built on you know, the foundations, yes. you know, the, the starting blocks, the stepping stones, and, and how to deal with conflict and, and, you know, things like that, That you know, because you're going into a marriage, you know, you there are two people, two personalities, you know, coming together, and so you're not going to always agree. You're not going to always see eye to eye, but that does not mean that you have to be at each other's throats all the time because of that, and so. Right, right. So now, when it comes to your writing and challenges and things that you face, what is one of the most difficult challenges that you face as a writer, and have you been able to overcome this challenge?
3: Oh, yeah, one of my, one of my biggest obstacles, and I know a lot of other writers will be able to, to relate, but one of my biggest obstacles was perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And to I would write I would write you know, I would write a whole chapter and I would always feel like, you know, it's not done, I have to keep adding to it. And then a week would go by and then a month would go by and then six months and I still would feel um you know, like it's it, it's 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 not complete. And then also I dealt with personally feeling like what I had to say wouldn't matter and I would always, as as I was getting closer and closer to the close of, you know, finishing my book, I would think to myself, well, who's even going to read this? You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and then I would stop, you know, then I would stop, you know. But what what pushed me and what kept me going was definitely, let me just say, was it was the Holy Ghost because God would keep sending women that literally needed what I had written yes. in the book. And it gave me confirmation that this book, it's not for profit. It's not so I can make all this money so that my name could be great. It's literally to help young women in marriages. I want to fight for their husbands. I want to fight for the marriages. I want to fight for the families, but don't know how. Don't even know where to Mm -hmm. start. Don't know what to say. And they haven't seen it done. Wow. That's what this book is for. And that's what... um, kept me from being discouraged by all my thoughts of of inadequacies. I felt I was inadequate, but then I realized it's not about me. It's about the supernatural God that is bringing this message through me. And then it relieved me of having to be perfect. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Wow.
1: You know, that's powerful. You said something there. You know, this serves as a guide, you know, to teach young women how to fight for their marriage, how to fight for their husbands and things in areas that they may be struggling with, how to fight for their family because they've never seen it. They don't know what right looks like, you know, especially if they came from broken homes where violence was there, where, uh, you know, where where, where abuse was there. So if you've lived in abnormalcy for so long, you begin to think that that abnormality is your normalcy, um, and so you don't know you don't know what right looks like. So that's that's really profound. That's really good there. I want to um to say this to our listeners. If you are a young woman and, you, and you're married and you, you're, you, know, you may be bouncing off the walls and just not knowing really how to handle certain situations that may have come up, you don't know how to deal with conflict, you don't know how to effectively communicate, and you, you're having problems and you're struggling with knowing how to pray, and ask God to help you be the wife that you need to be for your home then I want to recommend Young Wives Survival Guide. You know, um, Denise says it's a a guide to to help you to learn how to fight for your marriage. You may be uh, out there and you don't know you weren't introduced to, um, you know, to those types of tactics and strategies that you should use as a Christian wife. And so um, now, Denise. I want you to yes. share, because you're involved in a lot of different things, and you do so much, and you, you're just so positive in your work, and, <laughs> and you're, working, you're just moving forward in the kingdom of God. You know, just just really, uh, your momentum, has, you know, it's just, just, it's just a force to be reckoned with. So what are some things that motivate you to keep writing, you know, and and just what do you see? What is life around you? Like those things that just motivate you to say, you know what, I'm not going to stop. Lord, you've given me confirmation after confirmation to let me know that I'm walking in my calling. I'm doing what you've called me to do. So talk about some of those things that motivate you. Oh, my
3: uh, my, my biggest motivator is, um, are are the uh, man? It's all of the people in my life. And see, God is so good that He aligned He aligned my calling, my purpose with my career. So my mm-hmm. job, I literally work with homeless women with children. I work with yeah. women and men with with drugs and alcohol addictions. I go into recovery homes. I've worked at safe houses for girls that have been trafficked. And I have
0: hmm.
3: young, young, young girls, I mean, uh, 9, 11, 15, that literally call wow. and text me consistently, um, and it's it's always about some random stuff, but I love that I get to just, I get to be there for them. So I, yes. I made up in my mind one day that Simone was going to be real, and I would live wholly as much as possible so that everyone that sees my life and that wants to, you know, walk like I did, they can know that it was through God and that it's possible. And now I have, so I have the the spiritual side, but I also have the natural training now. Um, Now I get to do cognitive behavioral groups. I get to do a whole lot of mental health training. Yes. Behavioral health and um, God has just been confirming my, my calling further, and I actually, uh, next year I'll be going back to school so I can become a licensed and marriage family therapist. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. that's my most effective um, way to reach the people. But I realize that I have to I have to keep moving forward because of everyone that's watching, because of everyone that's behind me. And even for the ones that came before me, my mother, is a survivor. And I wrote my book and I completed it. And my mother has a book inside of her that she needs to complete. It, it it would put everything that she's done in vain. She's worked hard for me and my sisters to come out of what we were in. And I watched yes. her struggle and I watched her climb. And I honor my mother and I honor my grandmother by moving Amen. forward. They're my Amen. motivation Amen. and then also my children. <laughs> my yeah. children, my children, I can't, I can't give up. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You know, I often say all the time. You
1: know, my son being a brain injury survivor, and my daughter, those, they, hey, they motivate me. They are truly the wind beneath my wings, and they keep me <laughs> going. You know, all that I do, and you know, you said something about just being able to connect with those, just knowing that you make a difference in the lives of somebody. Yeah. You know, even if it's just yeah. one person, uh, you talk about um, the things that I do with the brain injury and the caregivers. Um, I have a group, and we have almost 1,200 members. And I get text messages and, and emails all times of night of people wanting to commit suicide because people just don't understand. And when you said you do cognitive therapy, and you know you you talk about you know mental illness, PTSD, traumatic event. The effect and the yes. devastation that that, that 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 attaches itself to a survivor of a traumatic event is real. It is yes. real. And if you don't believe me, God forbid, if 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 the list is, if, if God forbid, if something you know for you, if you had to go through a traumatic event of any kind and you experience this, you will see firsthand. That the, the, that the residual effects that linger and attach themselves to you, it takes God, the Holy Ghost, and all the prayers and everything else. Your mindset has to change because when your mindset changes, yeah. your way of thinking changes, your language changes, then your life is going to change. And so it's so important. That you, um, you know, that you you keep learn how to keep your perspective. So I love the profession that you're in. I'm passionate about this, stuff I know you can tell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we gonna have to collaborate. We need to We gonna have to do some stuff together. I got because I have some resources that you know your girls can use. We just gonna, you know, God believe in divine connections and just the the, the path that you are taking to make a difference. Oh my god it's good you know life changing for so many young women that you are yes. going to touch you know oh, I can just go on and on with that so we, we're gonna keep going, <laughs> because I'm passionate about that when people say they you know want to you know help people you know change their lives that that's yes. amazing to me and at such a young age, the fire that's on the, you know that's on the inside of you to do this. It just touches my heart, and so okay. So, as a writer and as an avid reader, and I used to be reading, you know, at a very young age. Do you have any favorite authors? Like, you know, just some of the
3: authors that inspire you? Um, I have I have favorite speakers (laughs) that have written books. yes, Yes, sir. They're authors. I, I actually, I actually quoted, and I, I hope I don't butcher his name, but it's a, a Asian man by the name of Francis Chan. Okay, I believe that's, that's how you say it. He's a, a pastor. I quoted, I quoted him in in my book, and I also quoted um, Priscilla Shirer.
1: Shirer, no, uh-huh.
3: yeah. Oh, that's how you say it. <laughs>
1: Yes, Priscilla Shriver.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, I I quoted her in my book as well, um, and yeah, their their book and their lives inspire me. Um, you know what's funny is I I spent when how was I Nine at eighteen I I went to juvenile hall, I got out and I violated and I went back uh, to to the county jail and you know. I don't know if well you might not know but when you're locked up <laughs> you <have laughs> nothing you have nothing but time and i I read countless books um wow. while while you know while just you know sitting and waiting on oh god <laughs> <laughs> open up that open up that door, but the uh the
1: Wow. Well, well, well. You know that God can sit you down, right? To, to really pour into <laughs> you and keep and keep you still, right? So that you can truly yes. hear His voice when He's calling you, and it seems like we're not listening. Oh, God knows how to sit us down now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. He will do it. I've I, I've not been in that situation, my dear, but I've been in situations where God has set me down. You know, and and whether it was, um, I I had I had a surgery one time, and I tell you, I was so angry. I did not want to have this surgery because I did not want to sit down. But guess what? All I could do was look up and pray, and read, and and read my Bible, and read my devotionals, and my daily bread, and all of that. You know, because God will sit you down when He needs to pour and download something into you. And see, God already knew what path you were going to take because he put you on that path. So he knew it was going to take something drastic, you know, in order to keep you still so that you can truly hear from him. So, you know, thank God. God has counted our joy when we fall into those triumphant
0: places, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Yes! So, so Lord, thank you. Thank you for finding me word to just tell him thank you, Lord, for but finally worthy Jesus. to be the be the one. The one to yes, to Lord. carry out your work, oh God. To deliver your message Thank of deliverance you. and, you know, just to give hope to those that are that are in need. And yes, so, you Lord. know, we he, we may it, it can be done when we may not understand the technique that God uses, but it's always effective mm-hmm. and he always knows what's best and he's never gonna put more on us than we can bear. And so it just makes your testimony a lot stronger, so you just remember right. that. <laughs> right, it
3: right, 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 yes. right. I know, I
1: know now. now the, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what, now, I know that there may be some that are listening that have, you know, walked in your shoes and, you know, they may feel the same way, oh, I'm young, people don't want to hear what I have to say or, you know, no one's going to read my book or I don't have a message and and what what words of inspiration and motivation would you like to share with those who may be inspiring to become an author and write about their story and share their journey with others?
3: I would I would definitely say what I say to a lot of my friends, and that's that there there is no one walking this earth that has the story that you have. Some may be Amen. familiar, some may they may be similar. But no one has your name, your parents, your history, your story. Your story is unique, and it needs to be heard. Yeah. Somebody out there needs to hear what you have to say. Um, I'll. I'll... Wow. Go ahead and finish.
1: Yeah, well, I... you know? I, I agree with that, and I, I tell a lot of people that I interview that the things that we go through in life, they are never for us. They're never for us. Yeah. The heartache that we go through, the journey that we travel, the challenges that we face, the hopelessness, the helplessness, the trauma that we go through, it's never for us. It's always number one, so God can get the glory. Number two, So, when we make it out, not if we make it out, when we make it out, then we are held accountable to go out and help somebody else make it out. Yes. So, that's why we go through the things that we go through in life. When we had our car accident and my son sustained the brain injury, he died in my arms and they revived him and he was in a coma, came out of the coma with a brain injury and paralyzed. I was angry with God, I was like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to live right. I'm witnessing. Mm -hmm. I was in the military active duties, talking and witnessing the soldiers. And this happened. And God had to shake me and say, wait a minute, this is not about you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm going to
1: get my glory through this. I got you and I got him. So I just yes. need you to be obedient and give me your yes, that you will go forth and let people know that I am a healer. I'm a master healer. And so it was not until I said, yes, God, I get it, I got it, that door started to open my eyes. It started to yes. through my spiritual eyes then. So, um, you know, what you said is, is true. And so just, you know, realizing that you have a story, there's a story. Your story is unique, and it does. It needs to be heard. So if you're listening and you're going through a tough time, a tough season, you know, God is just getting you ready. He's molding you, and he's shaping you for what's to come, the journey ahead. And so just write. If God is giving you something And sometimes we know when we go through God is calling us to put this story out there So if you're one and you know That you know that you know God Is tugging on your heart Then just say yes And just do the things yeah. that he's calling you to do Now Denise yeah. Do you have any upcoming events that you would like To share with
3: everyone? Um, Just uh, The official release Of my book um Young Wives survival guide. Uh it's it's on pre order right now but it's uh it gets put on Amazon and all media outlets November eighteenth, twenty eighteen. So in ten days. Amen. Uh my book my book will, will be officially launching. Amen.
1: Officially launching are you gonna have a book signing or are you gonna do a virtual book launch or how are you gonna do it?
3: Yes, definitely a, a virtual book launch and, and a binding. But I'm, I'm pushing um, the actual meet and greet and finding uh, to January. Um, Amen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So all of that is in the works. I'm focusing on just getting it, you know, ready for everybody to just order and get it on print. Um, that was another option. The obstacle that I had leading up to this, um
0: mm-hmm.
3: was the whole publishing process and wanting to rush everything. I don't know why I felt like I have this deadline and if it wasn't done by then then, you know, I just needed to quit. But you know, God's signing <laughs> is perfect. God's signing yes. is so perfect. The book will come out, you know, and I and 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 then I'm not I'm not brushing, you know, the book signing. Everything is gonna fall into place. And I realized all I have to do is keep going forward, and 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 everything comes together if I just keep moving.
1: So. Amen. Did happens. you
3: did you self-publish or did you use a traditional publisher? So I used uh, a publisher. She just started. It's uh, a friend of mine. Her name is Jess Binder on Facebook under Jessica Lee Ann L E E A N N. She self-published my book, but she has her own publishing company called chocolate reading um and she okay, great yes yeah, she helps uh the sisters but really everybody but her goal is to help yeah. a lot, uh, majority of young women to get their stories out
1: amen well i want you to um Share with our listeners how they can connect with you. So, I'll need you to give your website if you have your website up and running. And again, let them know that they can go and where they can pre order your book from. And, and again, the official launch, the official release, November 18th, that's 10 days. In 10 days, yes. you, will, you will be able to order a physical print, autographed copy of Young Wives Survival Guide. And so, once again, let our, let our listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can go on and pre order your book.
3: Yeah, so you can definitely find me on Facebook uh, under Denise Dillahunt. My website is www.denisedillahunt.com. I have a really long name, but just know that my first name does not have an I. It's D E N. E S E, my last name is D-I-L-L-I-H-A-N-T, dot dot com. You can pre order now through my website um or my the PayPal link. It's uh paypal dot me slash Denise Um yeah, website, Facebook and pre order. So yeah, November eighteenth, twenty eighteen. The book will be officially released, Um, but you definitely want to get your pre-order in. I'm doing a promotional now where with every pre-order, you get a signed copy, and you also get um, a complimentary T-shirt. I got a a flood of people that supported me, and I I, I wanted to give something extra. So I have a line of T-shirts for Young Wives. So if you pre-order, you get a shirt, you get a signed copy, Um, and then November 18th, the books will be available on
1: Amazon. Amen. That's awesome. So, listeners, um, you would like to go ahead and pre order with that. You get a signed copy of the book and you get a t shirt as well. So, I want to invite you guys to go on over to her website. It's Com Pre-order your copy of Young Wives Survival Guide. Now, Denise, we are down to our last question, our bonus question. I want oh. you to tell our listeners, <laughs> what does the word conqueror mean to
3: you? Oh, conqueror. Conqueror, <laughs> to, me, conqueror to me means that that you had to overcome something no matter what it is that there was an obstacle and that it may have been bigger than you thought that you could overcome, but you conquered it and uh, you, you went over it. And not only did you get over the obstacle, but you passed it, you superseded it. That's what I see as a, a conqueror, somebody that against all odds, um, went and, and it took everything that belonged to them. That's how I see a conqueror, somebody, yeah. who was supposed to, somebody who was supposed to fail, somebody who was supposed to be in the back of the line, somebody who wasn't supposed to, to even make it past birth, but they're superseding what everybody thought of them, and they're taking everything that God has for them, and they're living victoriously. That's what I see as a conqueror. Amen, amen Living victorious taking back
1: Everything That the enemy has tried to come in And take from you Everything, that's right And how many of us know that we have the power We have the authority To take it back And like you said Not some everything That the enemy has tried to take from us Yes, we have the power To do it God has given us that And I tell you what If you don't know, now you know, and so there's no excuse. If you're feeling low, you're feeling down, you're feeling defeated, open up your mouth and speak life and take those things back. God is a restorer, and he will allow you to regain and reconnect and and just get those things back that belong to you. It belongs to you. And so I want to say thank you so much, Ms. Denise. What an amazing testament of hope and healing. I want to just thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing your thank journey you. with our listeners on this evening. I want to personally encourage you to keep pressing forward as you make an impact in the kingdom of God. Keep teaching the young women. Keep inspiring them and everybody that comes in contact with you. Just keep on keeping on, my dear sister.
3: Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And I want to encourage you just to keep going. And and and, and I really, from, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you allowing me this space. Um, it means the world to me, and I just look forward to all of what God is going to bring out of this connection. I know yes, that the Lord God. is going to do something miraculous, something powerful here on earth. This connection, it is divine, and I just know and yes. I believe that something powerful is gonna happen. So thank you. Amen. 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 I received that, and I tell you what, just know that
1: know that there is more to come. Okay. So you hear me when I yes. say that, okay? <laughs> more to come. <laughs> it is more to come. Okay, everyone. That is our show for this evening here on the Conference Cafe. I pray that our show tonight has just ripped your socks off. We invite you to join us again on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. We're going to have a special guest this Sunday. And as we close, I want you to remember, we all know that life can sometimes prevent a series of events that can lead us down certain paths in life that can lead to discouragement, frustration, and even sometimes destruction. We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limit and we want to quit in our journey. We can do two things. We can stand firm, dig deep, and keep persevering, or you can turn back to those familiar things that were never good for you in the first place. Remember, the choice you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Thank you all for listening and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings and soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedy into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Arthur Twyla Reed, your tragedy to strategy mentor. For speaking engagements or consultation, Please email me at info at or you can contact me by phone at 912-335-3799. Or if you have a testimony of Hoping Healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Again, you can reach me at info at Thank you all. Take care. God bless you, and have an awesome, awesome evening.
2: a little bit y'all.